0: Management Podcast for May 29th, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about Roth IRA conversions. So I know there's something that you've heard about Roth IRAs before uh, from a lot of clients.
1: And what is that, Tom? The the number one thing when I mention Roth IRAs as an investment tool for people is they dismiss it immediately, and most of them wave their hand and say, ah, I make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA. Right, And for many people, that was true for a long time. Uh, but that is no longer the case. It's no longer true. Uh, everybody can put money into a Roth IRA. They may not be able to make a Roth IRA contribution, and we're going to talk about that but they will definitely be able to move money into a Roth account and that's really the most important thing that we're going to we're going right. to cover today. Yeah,
0: we're going to tell people how they can do that today. Right. So, let's just start off by talking about the main difference between traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. Okay, we can talk all about the tax laws and the income brackets, and we've we've right. covered and a lot of that. We have covered that in a previous podcast. Yeah. I'm going to include a link to that, by the way, in case you haven't listened to that
1: podcast. I highly recommend you check that out. Yeah, the main thing that people need to know with the difference between traditional and Roth IRAs is when you have money in a traditional IRA, when that money's coming out, it is going to be taxed. It will be taxed. There is no evading that. It's going to be taxed just as if you earned a salary out of a traditional IRA. With a Roth IRA, you're not going to have taxes upon distribution. Now, of course, you, know, you may do something where you take money out of a, a Roth IRA the wrong way and without advice, and you could wind up paying some taxes on it, but the main thing to know, traditional IRA, you're gonna get taxed on that distribution. Roth IRA, you are not going to be taxed when you make the distribution.
0: Right, so people getting taxed on their traditional IRAs is probably a deterrent for them to contribute to them or to even have them, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. You know, uh, the the traditional IRAs were created in the uh, late 1970s and for a few years there in the early 80s, these turned out to be terrific investment tools. In fact, I was a rookie broker at the time and it was the easiest way to open new accounts. I was in a training program. I had to open a certain number of accounts and I can tell you that most of them were IRAs because it was easy, especially in March or April when people were getting their taxes done, their accountants telling them, hey, don't forget to put two grand into an IRA and you'll get your tax break for doing that. So there's not only a long-term incentive to save money, but there's a short-term incentive. Hey, you're gonna get a break on your taxes if you stick two grand into an ira sounds pretty good yeah it really was it was a great way for me to get started in the business it was a great way for people to start slowly putting money away on the side two thousand dollars for a lot of people wasn't a a great deal of money but it was a good way to really get the ball rolling and uh like all good things congress decided after a few years Uh, we're we're gonna kill it. Uh, And so the Tax Reform Act of 1986 took away the deductibility
0: of that IRA contribution. The short-term incentive. Yeah. People don't like to look into the long-term. Right. It's (laughs)
1: it's much harder to go on a diet or start an exercise plan but you say hey you know what if you're good I'll give you a cookie. You know I mean it's it's easier to have that short-term incentive and focus on that. Right. And so the Deductibility of that IRA contribution went away for most people because of the income limits. So let me ask you a question. When someone takes away that incentive, what happens? Probably stop yeah. doing whatever
0: you know you were telling them to do. Yeah, and no most, more incentive, no yeah, motivation.
1: Exactly. Most people just stopped contributing to these IRAs. So I know we're gonna talk about Roth conversions, but I wanted to bring up the fact that most people stopped contributing to a deductible IRA, and we're going to circle back to this point in a in a moment.
0: Right. Uh, we should probably talk about the creation of Roth IRAs, though.
1: Yeah, the Roth IRAs were created in 1997 with the Taxpayer Relief Act. They were named after Senator Roth from Delaware, and uh, it, it really was a good idea. You know, at the time, the dollar limits for contributions were really low, like $1,500. Now Uh, A married couple can contribute $5,000 for each person, so that's $10,000. If you're over 50 years old, you can contribute $6,000. Now we're starting to get into some, you know, a nice chunk of change that people can put away for retirement on their own uh, with these Roth IRAs. They're really really good. Mm -hmm. It sounds that way. Yeah.
0: What is the difference between a Roth contribution and a Roth conversion
1: well that's a great question I don't think most people even realize that we're talking about two different things right Um, with a Roth contribution you have to meet certain income limits and like we said at the very beginning of the podcast that if you make too much money you cannot contribute to a Roth however since 2010 for the last three years every single person can convert an old IRA into a Roth. And I think that's something that a lot of people really need to take a look at because, like we mentioned a few slides ago, if you have money in a retirement account, if it's in a traditional IRA, when it comes out, it's going to be taxed. If you have money in a Roth account, when it comes out, and it doesn't have to come out, not going to be taxed. Is there any kind of uh,
0: a limit on how much you can convert? No. No? no, Nothing like
1: that? If you're Mitt Romney and you've got... (laughs) $3 three billion dollars in an IRA you, you can could do at all. You could do a Roth conversion. yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah so so do you want to go over
0: step by step how these backdoor Roth uh, conversions work? Yeah let's
1: talk about that. So the first thing you need to do is remember most people still are able or eligible to contribute to a Roth to a uh, traditional IRA. they just won't get that tax break. So the first step is contribute to a traditional IRA. It's not going to be deductible, and it probably hasn't been for a long time for most individuals, but do it. Put the money into a traditional IRA. Immediately then, elect to do a Roth conversion, and what it basically says is, hey, I'm taking money that's in this traditional IRA, and we're going to flip it into a Roth IRA. Now, you are responsible for the for the difference, you're going to be taxed on the difference between the value of the traditional IRA and the amount that you convert into a Roth. So if you do it on the same day, there is no gain. Right. Perfect. Right. So you're not going to have any taxes due. So uh, put money into a traditional IRA, you're not going to get the tax break for it, but so what? Then you convert it immediately into a Roth, you're not going to have any taxes due, and you can do this every single year. So we tell you, do it again next year. And by doing that, you now have this loophole where it doesn't matter what your income is, you've now successfully moved money into a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very big deal. Definitely is. Yeah. Now, there's just
0: one uh, kind of holdup that might affect you know a small amount of people. It's
1: called the pro rata rule. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because we mentioned something earlier on, uh, just a few slides ago, that the pro rata rule basically uh, says if you're going to do a Roth conversion and you've got older IRAs where you were making deductible contributions, so think about this. Deductible contributions for most people stopped in 1986. It's over 25 years ago, Yeah. okay? not too many people made deductible contributions after that you had to meet certain income brackets the less you made the more deductible your contribution became so what the pro rata rule says is this hey if you're going to be doing a roth conversion you need to know that any money you had stashed away in an old traditional deductible ira has to be included in that calculation when you do your roth conversion
0: Okay, that shouldn't really affect that many people, though. It really
1: right? shouldn't because most people today—they're putting money into a four hundred and one k at work, or yeah. they've got a deferred compensation plan, or they're just—let's face it—they're not saving. Uh, this is a really this Roth conversion provides a great way for people. Doesn't matter if you're in a four hundred and one k at work or or have a retirement plan. Doesn't matter. You can everyone can do this Roth conversion. So, you know, we talk a lot about different securities and different investments and different strategies. You need to know that none of the securities that are mentioned in these presentations represent past specific recommendations of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is not a recommendation to buy or to sell any securities that we bring up during the course of the conversation. But more importantly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to to answer whatever questions you have. You can reach us at 732 223 9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for this week. Hopefully, now you understand
0: why you definitely don't make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA because of these conversions that we can do. We'll see you next week for another podcast. Thanks for listening.